With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. I'm Johnny Bunnell and as ever I'm joined by Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson. Gentlemen, how are we? Thank you. Very well, thanks. It's a bit cold in here, actually. Good. It, is a, bit, room, it is a bit cold in here. Not sure the heating's on. We've got a new new podcast place for today, haven't we? It's yeah. Uh, not sure. So I'm not sure. I think the heating's been turned off. I, mean, I don't want to mention winter the, weather the or snow. Gone. The snow's gone. The there. snow's gone. So we all managed uh, to get in. Okay. So we managed to battle our way in, yeah. Yeah, okay, excellent. Well, there is only one place to start. Uh, the topical snowy weather and obviously everything that happened on Sunday. Derby County were scheduled to play Cardiff at home in the championship live on Sky Sports it was postponed because of the uh, adverse weather conditions sort of overnight Steve I mean there's been plenty of fallout from it but what do we know about the incident you know as a whole well I mean you obviously locally we all we all sat there on Saturday and we saw it snowing and as soon as that happens you know we, you tend to start thinking about it when you're covering games or when you're a supporter going to games it always comes into your mind. Well, you know, will the game be okay? Now, obviously, these days, particularly at Pride Park, pitch is always going to be okay. Marvelous pitch under soil heating, so ne- never a problem. So, the problems, if any, arise are always going to be about getting fans getting to the match and the surrounding areas of the stadium. Are they safe? But more than that, it's not just surrounding areas of the stadium. It's not just the roads around Pride Park. It's the roads further out. You know, fans come from further out, and I know. Uh, Certainly for the Fulham game recently when it snowed heavily a few days before, although it did stop uh, mm. before the Friday and the Saturday, you know, it, I couldn't get out on the Thursday of, of where I was. I lived you, in, say, you say you could. Yeah, I, I live five miles from the city centre and I, I, I couldn't get out. So, you know, we have to, we have to understand that it causes problems for, for quite a few people. And the outlying areas from Derby City, you know, once you get into the sticks a bit there, it, it can be bad. Mm. You know, so, you know, we, we've got to kind of, Maybe the, the wording, you know, when when they say surrounding the stadium, maybe the wording has to be changed a little bit because, you know, it's not just that area that that, that, that they have to look at. So, yeah, there's always a, a doubt. I say I was surprised when it was called off. I must admit, uh, but you know, it was called off for for health and safety reasons. And if that's the case, which which the club say that's exactly the case, then you've got to say that's the right decision because you know, the health and safety of 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 supporters and anybody. Travelling to the game is far, far more important than any football match. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, if, if it's unsafe, it, it's unsafe, and the you know the safety of, of those travelling to the game should be, you know, the priority. That, that, that includes Cardiff fans travelling as well. Yeah. You know, because you know the the safety of the spectator travelling is much, much more important than the ninety odd minutes that were going to take place. Mm. It's interesting, Steve. You said you were surprised. Uh, you were surprised when the game was called off. I guess I was surprised in the sense that. We very rarely see yes, Derby yeah. home games yeah. postponed because, as we say, the pitch isn't a problem because of the undersoil heating. Um, but I, was, I wasn't surprised because of the fact that there was a lot of snow overnight, right. Friday, right. Um, sorry, Saturday into Sunday. And I mean, I walked, I walked back from 
town um, on, on uh, Saturday evening and um, probably foolishly was caught, pretty much caught in a blizzard, yeah. uh, which you don't normally get in uh, Chad, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, but but I, th- I think the fact that it was a twelve it was due to be a twelve o'clock kick off as well yeah. uh, had an impact because it's you know it gives you less time to kind of react and to and to and to clear uh, clear roads, clear pathways, that kind of thing. Um, and obviously the decision was made sort of shortly after eight o'clock. Um, but of course, obviously some Cardiff, quite a lot of Cardiff fans will have, will have already set off by that point. Yeah, and what's what's interesting is, as you say, that uh, the the Fulham game that's been mentioned, you know, that that went ahead after probably heavier snowfall. But but that snowfall was on the kind of Thursday, if I remember Wednesday or Thursday. I think it stopped by the Friday, and it was a three o'clock kickoff on the Saturday. So they had not far of forty eight hours to to get ready for the game. So. This was slightly different because it was still snowing on Sunday morning in the early hours of Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So it was a different uh, set of circumstances. So, and as I say, you know, the game's called off health and safety reasons and that has to be of paramount importance. Mm. I had actually just written Fulham down before mm. you just... Stole sort of, your thunder. Stole, stole my point there. But, yeah. So, I, you know, I'll say it anyway, but probably be repeating what you were saying in the... You know, everybody, well, not everybody, but quite a lot of people were saying, well, how come the yeah. film game was on? The snow was a lot worse over a period of time, yes. which is, is true yes. that time. Yeah. Uh, and Derby got the Fulham game on. But as you, as you rightly say, it, it stopped two days before. Yeah, it, 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 it gave, it gave them more time. You know, you, you know, I think some fans pointed to the fact, you know, that why didn't they call it off earlier than 8.30 on Sunday morning? I mean, what, what time in, in the morning? I mean, I think at about, I might be wrong, but I think in the early hours, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, it was still snowing, 5 o'clock, whatever, in the morning. Yeah. I mean, what have we got to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning to call these games off? Then you get accused of calling it off too early. You know, it's still snowing. I, I think it's a, it, it's a more difficult situation than than some fans make it, make it out to be, uh, but yeah, the, the Fulham game they had far more time, and had this had the uh, uh, Cardiff game been a three o'clock kickoff, it may well have gone ahead. Who knows? It may well have gone ahead, but the fact it'd been moved for Sky to twelve o'clock, which I don't want to get a rant again, but twelve o'clock kickoffs, the t- you know what, what's all that about? Well, see the Cardiff fans. See this. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we you know the Cardiff fans and, and Rams fans have been having a bit of banter up. Over this, but put yourself in Cardiff fans' shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, for a twelve o'clock kickoff, you know you got to get you got to get up pretty early to, to to get up to Derby. So again, twelve o'clock kickoffs not for me. You know, let's let's think a bit more about the supporters. Mm-hmm. I think what I think what angered the Cardiff fans particularly is that the the weather conditions, by all accounts, were much worse in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And so when they set off, they had to battle through mm-hmm. the worst of the conditions. And obviously, the closer they got to Derby. They're thinking, oh, it's getting better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I think that just kind of compounded the frustration, really. Mm. But that's not to say, you know, that that, um, that it wasn't the, that it wasn't the right decision that was made ultimately. Yeah. One man who clearly wasn't happy with the decision was, who was that? Was uh, <laughs> Neil Warnock? As if as if anybody needed reminding, he's he, he always seems to be good for a quote or two doesn't he of Neil Warnock but I mean he, he used words like scandalous and, and disgraceful about the decision what did you make of his comments well I don't like those words for starters yeah, it's him saying it not you, know, you, you, you can use different words I think uh, 
listen, I, I understand Neil Warnock's point of view. You know, Cardiff are seven games unbeaten. Sorry, seven straight wins, flying at the moment. You know, they want to keep that momentum going. If the if the, if the if the shoes on the other foot as such, we would be thinking the same thing as well. Derby. You know, he looked at Derby. You know, Derby on a poor run, uh, seven uh, without a win. So you know, he's he's going to be frustrated. You know, uh, about the game being called off. Uh, and, and and obviously he vented that frustration. Uh, you know, managers deal with things in different ways, don't they? Neil, Neil Warnock deals uh, with things in his own particular way. Uh, we've seen it before, uh, and, and we'll see it again. Yeah, we'll probably see it again. You know, but you know, look at it from his point of view. You know, there was that feeling probably that you know he felt it may have been a good time to play Derby. The form book suggests it was. There's no guarantee saying it was, by the way, because he knows, as well as I do, that Championship football can throw up anything at any given time. So I don't see the, the thought about, oh, it's a great time to play Derby. Playing Derby any time at Pride Park is a tough fixture for any team in this division. But I understand what he's getting at, and I say we would be frustrated if it was the other way round and we were going to face Dar- uh, Cardiff if they'd have been on a poor run and we'd have been flying, looking to extend the lead at, uh, between second and third to ten points and having that opportunity taken away. Uh, so you can understand that frustration. But some of the wording, I think, I would have, uh, I'd have used different words. There's been you know, statements from, from both sides of the situation. You know, plenty of accusations here and there, but are we actually expecting anything more to come of this now? Or, or is it, are we, can we just sort of move on? Well, the, the EFL are looking into it. They, they initially issued a statement on Sunday saying they were satisfied with the reasons given for the postponement. They've subsequently said since then that they're kind of they've invited both clubs to kind of mm. submit their observations, observations on the on the uh, on the matter uh, and they'll they'll obviously look into it now. Um, I don't know quite what's going to what's going to come from that. I, I would be astonished if um if they found that you know Derby had uh, Derby was somehow at fault, mm. Derby we should we should say have you know reiterated absolutely. that they that they they say they've complied absolutely mm. with all the rules and regulations and they, they, they say they've done everything to the book you know mm. and and you know if if it's been called off as I say for safety reasons yeah. and the EFL accepted them initially on on Sunday they, yeah. they put a statement out saying we accept mm. uh, those those reasons then I don't see what. What, what the comeback can be at all because mm. I, I think I mean I hope I'm right in, in saying this but I, I think that you know action can be taken against clubs but from my understanding of it it seems that it's you know that's more to do with if a club has just willingly failed to fulfil a fixture mm. by just saying we're not we're not putting a team out today but this isn't the case in this situation no. you know the fact was it snowed a lot. Derby looked at it, made the decision, the game's off. So I, I think, although a lot has been said and there's been a lot of accusations thrown around, I, I can't see. Well, it certainly, if if any action was taken, it would be a it would be a massive story, wouldn't yeah, it? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. No, I can't see it. I think, as I say, that the, the reasons for the postponement uh, were made clear, uh, and and and. You know, we we move on and we wait for the next game. Mm. But we do have a new date. We do have a new date. It's Tuesday, April the twenty fourth. Mm. Uh, it was always going to be 
make it a tough April. April will look tough anyway for all the teams because it's the running. But of course, this Cardiff game now falls in an eight-day period where Derby play Middlesbrough at home, Cardiff at home, and then Villa away. I mean, that's tough in anybody's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that's going to be a fascinating period. How much has been settled or decided by them? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, it, it certainly looks a, a three tough matches. But then again, as I said before, with with runnings, there's no point predicting who's got the easiest or toughest runnings. They're all tough, mm-hmm. and the reason they're tough is not necessarily about who you play. It's about whether it's you, where, where, exactly and 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 the teams Derby play. The games against those battling for points might be equally as tough or tougher than maybe some of the ones near near the top. So it's not just about looking at it coldly on paper. It's also about which teams hold their nerve. That's what it's about at this stage. And and holding your nerve in a battle against a team scrapping against relegation is equally as important as holding your nerve against a team that's going for promotion. So it, it was April was always going to be tough. This just adds to it as well, uh, but also adds to the fascination of it all. It's funny. It's funny because you know the, one of the insinuations was that you know Derby may somehow benefit from having this game postponed, but obviously by having to now rearrange it, they, you know they've given them they've got this tough run as as you said of, mm-hmm. uh, of Middlesbrough, uh, Cardiff, and then and Villa. So it's it's mm-hmm. equally tough. It's equally yeah. tough for them. They've got to still play the game at yeah. some point. Yeah. And you've uh, had a look at an advanced weather forecast as well, I believe. Today. <laughs> Somebody asked me if, if, if we could find out what the weather will be like on April the 24th. So uh, I can report uh, that the forecast says it will be 12 degrees and raining. I don't think you can trust that website. I don't see how anyone in the world can, <laughs> can predict what the weather's going to be like. Then. No. No. I tell you, we would have a story if it snowed, wouldn't we? That would be a great story. Well, let's let's hope it doesn't. And we can, let's we hope can... it doesn't. No, it's chilly <laughs> enough in here. Yeah, quite. Um, Steve, just while we talk about the, uh, the the Derby Cardiff game, while we're while we're sort of on the subject, I, I do want to pin you on a, an experience that that you had yeah. a similar type of experience, I believe, in uh, Nigel Clough's first game. Yeah, yeah, it was January two thousand and nine. It was meant to be Nigel Clough's first league game uh, in charge, and it was away at Cardiff uh, Ninian Park. They played that at the time. And uh, I remember uh, virtually getting to the virtually to the M4. There was a lay-by just before you get to uh, what's the name of the golf place, uh, Celtic Manor. Manor. Uh, and I, I remember getting a phone call and pulled in, and uh, just in case anyone was listening, I actually pulled in. <laughs> so it was safe to take the phone no, call. Free. Have my phone in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wind my phone up first. Uh, but I had a phone call uh, uh, from somebody at the club telling me that uh, uh, danger of the game uh, being postponed uh, because the Ninian Park pitch was, was, was frozen. No one just saw heating there at the time. Uh, but if I if I got down to the ground and it was postponed, I'd be able to get an interview with uh, with the new manager, Nigel Clough, which is rather, rather nice. So uh, I did. We, we hot-footed it down to Ninian Park it was freezing cold, uh, pitch was frozen, uh, I had a sneak look inside, it was frozen as well, so game off and uh, got a, a, a very good interview with uh, Nigel Clough who was very kind enough to wait before setting foot back on the coach and going home, did an interview with him in the car park across the road from the old Indian Park ground, so yeah. Uh, 
Which is now where the new ground is. Which is round where the right. new ground is, yeah. The back end of the new ground, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as I say, di- different circumstances because it was basically a, a frozen pitch and it was, and let's say, no one saw heating then. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, 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 I would say that these things happen, you know. We, we had uh, a game called off against Forest here. Pride Park, didn't we? Also against Sheffield United. Neil Warnock, Sheffield United. We had a game called off here. So, you know, it does happen. It's very, very frustrating, you know, because fans do travel. I mean, if if I remember the Cardiff one, it may have been only a couple of hours before kickoff. Well, or you something. know, I, well, I I went to that game as well. Um, I was covering Derby for the Better Man mm-hmm. at the time, and I remember I was I'd managed to get myself lost coming into Cardiff, and I was. Battling my way through Cardiff City yeah. Centre, which I shouldn't have been because that was came the way off junction. You yeah, came off Junction Twenty Nine. Well, if you'd have been there to tell me that, and you've got to go past been. Junction Twenty Nine, absolutely yes. right. Yeah. But, but I remember, there, no, I, I remember at one point <laughs> actually looking up, and I was right by the Millennium Stadium, and I thought, oh, you know, that's nice, but it's the wrong ground. <laughs> um, Far cry from Millennium Park. And then, yeah. I gra- and then I, you know, I managed to battle my way through. I found my way to the ground, triumphant. Uh, then to find the game had been called mm-hmm. so I think it was about one o'clock it was, it was yeah. about one o'clock for yeah. three o'clock so again you know supporters would have made the trip Derby supporters I, I saw some outside the ground and so unfortunately you know, it does happen and it is extremely frustrating you know it's hard earned money spent to, mm-hmm. to travel up and down the country yeah. to watch your team uh, unfortunately it happens mm-hmm. see that, that game was sort of going to be the last one before we head into the, the international break uh, at Derby County now do so with uh, sort of a, a raft of injuries, mm. really, but you know they've got a while now until their next game at home to Sunderland. Are we expecting them to sort of have a, a bigger squad, shall we say, by the time that game comes around? Well, what's been interesting the last few weeks is that, of course, before the goalless draw at Forest Derby uh, had 13 players in the treatment room, Gary Rowett said, and we're still able to put out a pretty strong side against mm-hmm. Forest, a side that, that probably deserved to win the game. So, you know, he also mentioned he had a number of injuries again ahead of the Cardiff game. Uh, although quite a few of them we were expecting to play. You know, and I say at this time of the season, it would be a major surprise if players aren't carrying knocks and mm. things like that, because that's natural. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but Gary Wright did say after, uh, before the Cardiff game in the press conference that by the time the international break had finished, he was hoping that the squad would look healthier. And he was talking about players like uh, uh, Joe Ledley, George Thorne, Vidra, uh, Vidra uh, Marcus Olsen, these players being available again. Uh, and also, the other players would have a little bit of a breather. People like uh, Keogh, uh, Cameron Jerome, David Nugent, Tom Lawrence... Who are all you know all carrying diff- different problems, quite a few of them back problems as such, mm. and 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 that would do them good. I I, I was fully expecting Keogh, uh and, and Nugent and, and and Jerome and probably Lawrence as well to figure against Cardiff. So but I say, but it's just that on the Friday, you know, they they probably hadn't trained much, and and but that's the case at this time of the year. Say so you're going to get knocks, so there are going to be doubts before before matches. But yeah. Uh, I think we're expecting Derby's uh, squad to be in, in, in a better shape when by the time they play Sunderland. Fingers crossed, there's no guarantee of that, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Keogh, Lawrence and Ledley there. They're three players who won't be in international mm. duty uh, over the course of the, the next week or so. Uh, Chris, I believe you spoke to, to Richard Keogh 
about his omission from the yeah. Republic of Ireland squad. Obviously, Alex Pearce did get in, but, but Keogh yeah. was left out. And you sort of spoke to me. Yeah, about I mean, on the face of it, it looked quite strange when you've got, you know, Derby's ever present captain and who's been a regular in the Ireland squad, not in the squad, and Alex Pearce, who's obviously been very much on the fringes this season in the Ireland squad. Um, but of course, it's, it, it's an international friendly against Turkey that they're playing. So often managers do look to kind of um, shake things up a bit and maybe look at some new players, give, you know, give some of the fringe players a. A bit of a chance, uh, but but nonetheless, it was it was it was a surprise not to see to see um, Keo in there. Um, I spoke to him after after the Forest game, um, just because there was a little bit of confusion as to whether he had asked not to be selected or whether he had been omitted, you know, uh, by Martin O'Neill. Um, and I, I think what actually happened was, as he he said, Martin O'Neill phoned him before the squad was announced and basically said. Um, he said he'd been to see him play uh, at QPR where, where Derby um, drew one all um, and he was very impressed with his performance mm. as he has been all season and just said that you know being, having been a club manager himself he said he just thought it was important for him to kind of get himself right for Derby's running and I think Keogh is one of those players who's been, who's been struggling with a few knocks here and there um, and he never seems to have any time off does he because over the last few years as I say he's been in pretty much every Ireland squad whether he's featured or not mm. so he's always been away in the international breaks he's often played in the summer whether it, you know he played at Euro um, 2016 finals or in other international matches in the, during the close season so I think this is it'd be a strange feeling for, for mm. Rich in some ways because he, he might have a couple of days just to actually put his feet up and, and, um, and recuperate a little bit um, but as you say, Alex Pierce, it's a chance for Alex Pierce. He's yeah, got away to Turkey um, to um, to show what he can do, perhaps. Um, and the other two you mentioned, the other two you mentioned, Joe Ledley and Tom Lawrence. Again, um, slightly strangely, they were both named in Ryan Giggs's first Wales squad. Um, more probably the biggest surprise was Ledley being included when he, you know, we know that he's currently out injured and not. Expected back until after the international break, um, so that was a slightly odd one. Um, but both players have subsequently yeah. pulled out of the squad. Um, Ledley, obviously, because he's injured. Um, Tom Lawrence has been carrying this back problem, mm. and um, you it's know, common sense, really, well, I was going to say he may have, he may have been fit to play, but is it going to do him any good mm. sitting on a plane to China for however many hours? So I think that didn't make sense. I think. From Derby's point of view, I think that's worked. That's certainly worked out worked out well for them. Yeah, and a, a few of the youngsters, Alex Babos, Jason Knight, and Louis Sibley, uh, international duties as well, which is obviously great experience for them yeah. going forward. Yeah, really nice. I mean, obviously, it's uh, must be marvellous to represent your country mm. at, at any age, at any level. You know, fantastic achievement. And congratulations to Jason Knight for being named uh, was Republic of Ireland under sixteen player yeah, of the year. Yeah, yes, yeah. Is, yeah. Which I seem to him, was that the same one that Mark O'Brien won. It or, may well be. He won. Yeah. He won a similar kind of award yeah. when he was coming through yeah. at Derby. I'd say, um, but, but that's a great achievement. Yeah, it's, it's a great it? achievement. So it must be. You know, they could be really proud of that. Mm. Really proud. You weren't far off uh, an international call up at under sixteen level, were you? I didn't want to mention that. Have you got? <laughs> have you got Irish grandparents? <laughs> I, I didn't. I really didn't. Well mentioned. <laughs> You'll start me off again. <laughs> As it is the the international break, it, it obviously gives us plenty of time to sort of reflect on on what's previously happened and, and look forward as well for the Derby County. So we'll just have a, a, a quick look back 
sort of uh, the past couple of months really since, since the turn of the year for Gary outside uh, and I mean being brutally honest you'd say it's not been good enough no it's not I mean Gary Rowett doesn't hide from the fact that he's that they sit fifth at the moment having been second for about six weeks and he's not happy with that you know I don't think he's happy with the way the team slipped from, from second place uh, eight draws in 12 matches since the turn of the year you know uh, only lost two of them but only won two and you know that's really cost them you know that that seriously dented automatic promotion hopes uh, the task now is straightforward make sure you finish in the top six uh, because you know having been in the top six uh, since November and having been second as I say for a spell and looking good in second it would be a failure now not to finish in the top six and it would be bitterly disappointing uh, but that's that's a task I said you know before the season started if they finish in the top six that, that's a good season you know no matter what happens once you get in the playoffs I think if you get in them it still has to be seen as, as a good season mm. Uh but they've just got to make certain now that that they don't let a place in the top six slip away, and and they need this win. I keep saying it; they need a win uh, as soon as possible. I just think it'll calm everybody down, you know. And uh, they've got now, given the fact that the, the Cardiff game was postponed, they've now got two of the next three games at home. Uh, first one against Sunderland, they then visit Preston, then they got Bolton, you know. Uh, there is an opportunity there uh, to get some important points on the board and, and, and virtually put themselves uh, not far from placing the playoffs. I mean, we, we know we, we did our sums. Uh, 73 points is the average points needed over the last 10 seasons to finish in the top six. You know, will it take 73? Will it maybe take 75 or 77? Uh, they're on 62 at the moment. You know, can they get those other four wins maybe a couple of draws or something from nine games if they can't then they won't deserve to be in the top six it's as simple as that you know there'll be no moaning about it, crying about it afterwards if they can't get those points necessary from the final 27 points they won't deserve to be there mm. just just on the last game as well I mean we haven't actually had a chance to, to talk about the Forest game uh, nil-nil it was hardly a, a classic shall we say but what did you sort of Make of the game. I think it, it's interesting what Steve says, and I think the run the derby have been on it just underlines what a tough division this is, because we've seen some, you know, not bad performances. We've seen on the face of it some decent draw, you know, decent mm-hmm. results, decent draws away from home. But the fact is, they have not been able to back them up with those wins, and they've dropped points by letting in, you know, late goals and things like that. And that's clearly not promotion form mm. and, and certainly not when you've got someone like Cardiff winning seven in a row well, at Cardiff, a time like yeah. this Fulham as well put the foot on the gas mm. and the Villa did to an extent and Derby just haven't yeah. been able to do that at all um, I do think there are sort of signs of recovery to some extent which leads on to, leads on to the Forest game because I think, I think Derby played well mm. I think they were the better team and I think Although there weren't too many chances in the game, they had the better chances and they probably deserved to win. Now, if they could have if they could have got that goal, it would have given them a massive lift. But I think I think they can take heart from the performance. Obviously, by the time they're in action again, it will have been a long time since the last game. But um 
I think they've so, they've sort of shored things up a little bit. They've been letting in too many goals. I mean, defensively, I thought they were excellent. They, they, they barely gave Forrest a sniff. They didn't have a shot on target in the entire game. Um, and then I think Derby were just hoping that they could nick one at the other end, which they very nearly did. And yeah. it was only only down to an extraordinary save. Mm. By the giant, is he Romanian? I think yes, Romanian yeah. goalkeeper uh, Pantilamon um, stuck out a um, a, a, um, a, long, a long right leg <laughs> and managed to somehow get Tom Lawrence's shot over, over the bar. Remarkable! And that was on the stroke of half time. And I think, although there was still half the game to yeah. go, it would have changed Forrest's approach. But I, you just can't help feeling if that had gone in. Derby would have seen would have seen the game out and mm. and um, and would have been talking about getting back to winning ways, but um, um, yeah, so close but it's so fine, far again. It? It's yeah. fine lines, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you know, if 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 he was a size nine rather than a size twelve, <laughs> it, you know that may have gone in. Uh, it's like the game away at QPR. Derby weren't great that night; didn't play particularly well. But they were three minutes away from a one 0 away win. Smash and grab, classic away performance. That's what we're yeah. talking about. We're talking about a bad run. Yeah. And yet, it's not that far from being a no, sort of not. half decent. No, Bradley Johnson like... slips over at QPR. He's meant to be marking someone. Lad yeah. heads it in. Forest away, as Chris says. Fulham at home, they were outclassed for for periods of the game, though. But they could have got a draw out of that game. So you know, they've only lost. They, they've lost to Fulham. They lost to Sheffield Wednesday. Admittedly, that wasn't mm-hmm. a great night for Derby. But even that game, they still had chances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reading away, they were winning. <clears throat> so they're not. You know, it's not like so. they're getting turned over. They're getting outplayed. It's a, fi- it's, it's a fine line at the moment, really, is, and that's why I think a win could just flip the new yeah. side of that line for for a few games. I, t- that's t- I, I, I totally agree. I, th- I think. I mean, the Sun- we say we'll say this every game now, but I think the Sunderland game is massive, <laughs> and I think there's pressure on Derby. Yeah, because, pressure, yeah. because they'll be expected to beat yeah. Sunderland. Every, Sunderland. Everyone will look at that game as Sunderland a home banker, having a, and, a yeah, terrible and, time, aren't they? Yeah, and there's no such thing as as that in this division. But I'm if, afraid. You, if you were to pick, a yes, team you would, to yes. Play now, yes, you would. Yes, and I said before, be said before, if, if Derby can't win and pick up enough points mm. with such games coming up. Then they don't deserve to be in there. Yeah. There'll be no ifs or buts about it. You know, yeah. forty six games, you either deserve to be in there or you don't. Derby do now have a game in hand, obviously, with the, the Cardiff game postponed, but the gap in the playoffs is only a point. Mm. So I mean, it, it really is getting to the point where, where they can't afford to drop any more points. No, it's uh, say you've got to keep you've got to keep your nerve, and that's why I think they need this win pretty quickly. You know, uh, because there's there's a number of clubs now. Breathing down the neck, I think it's about five now. Mm-hmm. Breathing down the neck because Millwall have put a great run together. By the way, what a great job yeah. Neil Harris has done at Millwall. Doesn't get you know, doesn't get much publicity over it, but what a fantastic mm-hmm. job! What a great job Alex Neil's done at, at Preston. Another one. Uh, Chris Wilder, Sheffield United. Yeah. You know, people they were in the top six, and people went, oh, but still over the season, what a fantastic yeah. job Pulis has gone in at Middlesbrough. Knows exactly what 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 he needs to do. You know, they'll be tough cookies as well. Mm. So, breathing down Derby's neck, as Chris says, this game against Sunderland, I hate to say anything's a must-win game, because it's a, a game is only must-win when there's only a certain amount of points left mm. to do whatever you've got to do. So, it's not necessarily a must-win, but you feel it's a must-win for Derby psychologically, because mm. any other result than a win, fans will be thinking, oh dear, and then waiting on other results... To see where, how that's affected them in the table, I really think that the one win away from, I, I just think one win will give them that lift they need 
to see them move forward and, and get in the playoffs. Just looking forward then for, for the remaining nine games that they've got and honest predictions from you both as I know you would never give anything dishonest no <laughs> if I ever gave a right prediction it would be yeah, it would right. be something the first one. Uh, well let's not go there again come on <laughs> how do you how, so how do you both see the next nine games going for Derby and do you see them finishing in the top six they have they have Sunderland Bolton Cardiff you talk about home Barnsley, Barnsley at home, at home. And they've got uh, Burton away, Villa, Wolves away, Steve. Villa away, uh, Sunderland at home, obviously, sorry, uh, Preston, Preston away. We missed one. And we missed one out somewhere along the lines. Ooh. Wolves. Did you say that? Okay. Anyway, I think looking at the fixtures. Borough, sorry. Yeah, but I think looking at the fixtures, Derby will get enough points to finish in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, Some tough, tough games in there. Having said that, we go back to the Sunderland game. I think they need to kickstart my mm. prediction mm. with a home win. As in, you might have to change your prediction. Well, to be honest, it, it, as we said before, if, if you're not winning your home games, the away games become even more tough, mm. and that's what's happened to them in this mm. run. Uh, I think a win against Sunderland will spark them, and I, I'm predicting that they will get enough points to finish in the top six. I think it's it's looking. Like it's going to be very tight, mm. therefore quite hard to predict. But mm. I, I, I'm going to back them to mm. to squeeze into the playoffs, either fifth or sixth. Um, it could go. To, it could even go down to the last day. You know, needing a win against Barnsley. We don't know what they might have to play for. Right, um, sort of battling. The I mean, the minute, so I mean, yeah. I hate. I hate to sort of bring back bad memories, but. It, I'm thinking back to that season um, after after they got to the playoff final, when on the final they'd been in the top six. Well, in fact, they'd been top second yeah, yeah. quite a lot of mm-hmm. the season. Then they dropped down, but they'd been in the top six yeah. all pretty much all season. And then on the final day, they, they lost at home to Reading, and they, not only did they drop out of the top six, they didn't finish like eighth or ninth or something yeah, like yeah, eighth. Yeah. And that was just an, that was yeah. an awful day, wasn't it? And, yeah. and you you just think. Surely, we can't have a situation like that again. It, so it would be nice if they went on a, a good run now and kind of gave themselves a bit of breathing space. Maybe a couple of the others might drop points. Yeah. Um, but I've got a feeling it might go down to the, it might go down to the, the, the other teams. We've got to remember as well. They, they've got tough games. Yes, yeah. You know, yeah so all those, drop points. Yeah, so all those Middlesbrough, Preston, Bristol City. You expect them to win every single game. Millwall, no. Yeah. So they, they've got to pick up points as well. So I'd much rather be in the top six now than than, than outside mm. trying to get in because you've got a slight advantage. And as I said got earlier, a decent goal difference as yeah, well, Derby. To be fair, yeah. Derby have a slight advantage. They're already in, in in the top six, but they've got to they've got to grab that opportunity. Mm. Just just quickly on that Reading game, am I, I right in thinking that they were, they were mid table? They didn't have anything to play for. I think that's right, isn't it? So it just sort of shows that. You know, even if you're not playing a side fight, well, I remember minutes. Darren Ben missed a penalty as well, didn't it? Which yeah. just kind of compounded mm, the yeah. misery. Really, it was yeah. just and an after the season before mm. where they'd gone so close, there was. A, it I think was they a lost real, the nerve that day. Yeah, I, I, know, I, think, I think if the penalty had gone in, yeah. they'd gone on to it. But once it doesn't, this is where nerve comes in. Plays a massive part on, in, in in these types of games now, keeping your nerve, 
do what you do well, do what what's got you to in the position in the top six, keep doing those things. Uh, but we'll see that there will be there's some fascinating games, mm. some fascinating games coming up. So just to uh, just to finish off, then we put out a, a question on on social media uh, today. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you both the same question that we've asked the, the Derby County fans: that uh, if you could bring one Derby County player back from their prime in the past ten years, who would it be and why? It's such a hard question. Uh, Last yeah, it's it's. Does it, do, are we saying it's got to be players that have that have since left the club, or can it be players who are still at the club? It, it can be, but maybe not you quite in there. The well, well, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this one out there then. Uh, I think Steve Howard just falls outside that category. Ten years, but it kind of highlights what I'm talking about. Uh, the team, other than Vidra, aren't scoring enough goals. The centre forwards aren't scoring enough goals. Cameron Jerome and David Nugent, at the minute, they're struggling for goals. So you'd look for somebody to get those goals to, to turn these fine lines in your favour. So in the last ten years, you'd look at Chris Martin at his best when he was scoring twenty-five goals a season, say, twenty-one yeah, goals a season. Yeah. At his best, he was as good as any striker in the championship. Uh, so that's Chris at his best. You'd look at Rob Hulse. Rob Hulse, I was going to say. Rob Hulse, yeah. he would get in this team now, Rob no problem at all as a someone like Stevie Howard would as well so if you're looking for goals that type of player you'd look at if you're looking for a bit of guile a bit of cleverness uh, something different in the final third you'd look at someone like Chris Commons at his, at his best you know uh, he could turn games you know in a, in a minute uh, again if you're looking at players at the best Craig Bryson the season he scored 16 goals for Derby when they reached the playoff final 16 goals from midfield somebody who had the legs and the energy to not only support the striker but run beyond the striker into the box which is so difficult to, to mark such a player him at his best you look at uh, you know defensively to be fair to the team defensively they, they, you know they, they have been quite solid but mm. you look at August I mean Sean Barker at his best you know was was, was fantastic you know, uh, and, and you just go, you go, you go through many of them like that. You know, you, going back to the Steve Howard days, which is just before someone like Matt Oakley would get in the side. You know, good experience in midfield, been there, done it, very calm, uh, orchestrated things in there, top player. Uh, so, but yeah, I think if if you're looking at something, you'd probably want just an injection of goals in the final third now, because they would be the things where you want to up at QPR. Uh, Holding on to a lead, can you have someone who can nick you a second goal? You know, uh, away at Forest, can you get someone to nick you a second goal? And Chris Martin, by the way, at his very best, you know, scored scored plenty of goals in the championship. Well, I was go- yeah, I was going to say, I was going to pick out Martin and Brighton. Of yeah, course, yeah. they're still they're technically Derby County. Yeah, they are still Derby County. They aren't at the club yeah. currently. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we we haven't seen the best of either of them no. for a little while no. now. Um, I mean, you can also you can more recently you could talk about people like Will Hughes, Tom Ince, couldn't you? Um, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff Hendrick. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Chris Commons. I mean, on his he, he could be frustrating at oh, times, yeah. but on his day he could he could win a game out of nothing, couldn't he? Yeah, fantastic. You know, he he can be quiet. He can be quiet for a few games actually, but then he just pop up. But he just had something a bit different. And I just I think Derby. At the moment, as I say, they're, they're, they're short in a few areas. We we know that, 
but just someone with that guile in the final third. I think they're missing somebody like like that. Yeah, you haven't mentioned John Eustace. John Eustace, <laughs> what a, what a, what a professional, you know. But no, I mean, you know, you, as I say, Chris Martin's still Derby's player. Uh, as is Craig Bryson. As is Craig Bryson, but Chris certainly at his best. I think you know he guaranteed your goals. Those goals right now. We could do those goals right now. Say that, and we said it before. You know, Vidra, eighteen goals. I think the next best is six. That's that gap is too big. And and you know, let's hope that David Nugent and Cameron Jerome, Tom Lawrence can start grabbing the goals because I think we'll need them in, in, in this in this uh, final nine games. Mm. Lovely stuff, Japs. Anything that you wanted to uh, add before we sign off? No, I think I'm done. You don't see if I should have worn a coat. You don't in here. It's very chilly, isn't it's, it? It's got a lot darker since we've been in here as well. Yeah, that? it's very chilly. How long have we been here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners might be saying the same thing. If there's well, any that's left, what you yeah. said about our podcast when you weren't on it. Yeah. Yes, I remember those podcasts, <laughs> first 10 minutes of them. Lovely stuff. Right, Steve, Chris, thanks as ever for Cheers. your company. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. In the meantime, you can follow everything that we do on social media. We're on Twitter at DerbyTailDCFC, uh, Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash DerbyTailDCFC. You can keep up to date with all the latest news and views on our website, www.derbytelegraph.co.uk. Uh, and you can also do that by downloading the app, which is on both Android and Apple devices. The podcast is on both Audio Boom and iTunes. Just search for It's Black and White. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again.